Let's do it. Welcome, folks. This is the first episode of Ice Cold Sports. I'm your guy, Tommy Gann, Thomas Gann, TG. Um, this is a, a brand new show for me. You may remember I did a, another podcast not long ago um, called The CFB Show, and that was an okay run. Um, but I really, what I really was holding, I felt like I was being held back there in terms of only being able to talk about college football. And I love, I love college football. We're going to talk about college football on the show, but you need at some point, you got to feel like I just have more to talk about in the world of sports than just college football. And here we are a lot to talk about. Let's start off with the Monday night games. The games just finished up first off Washington, Pittsburgh, Folks, I said this, if you want to go look back at it, at YourGuyTG on TikTok, I said that Wa- that, that um, Pittsburgh was a fraud 11-0 team. And by that, I did not mean that they were a fraud team overall. What I meant was, they aren't, they shouldn't be 11-0. That just, they, they've had way too many close wins. They've gotten very lucky. 11-0 isn't where they should be. That was just the reality. I, then that, that's when I made the pick for um, uh, the Washington football team plus seven. We'll get to that in a minute. At the end of the show, we're going to do teach quick picks. We're going to go back over that. Um, and I was proven right, 100%, 1,000%. And I think it's partially because, the uh, you know, Pittsburgh had to, you know, lose at some point with the kind of scrappy football they play where they aren't blowing out these bad teams. Or not bad teams, but... Teams that you would expect them to be handling easily for, you know, if they're, you know, when you have an 11-0 team, you expect them to handle certain teams easier. And you'd expect that more with Washington, and they didn't do that. They haven't been doing that. Uh, but still, they're 11-1. They're, they're they're, they're I'm not crying for Steelers fans, because I still think they're really good. I still think they're going to be a, uh, a power in the playoffs. I, think, still think they, I still think... They're probably the best team in the NFL. They just have certain weaknesses they need to clean up. They play a lot of a lot, way too close of games against opponents where an 11-0 team shouldn't be playing uh, that close. They should be, you know, really gliding a little more in some of these games, and they haven't been, so that makes sense. Now, on the other side, Washington, it feels like they can really give the Giants are run for their money here in the NFC East. I understand the Giants yesterday, gigantic upset win over the Seahawks. That was huge. And they hold the tiebreaker over Washington with two wins against them this season. But if they can keep this going and and New York slips up at all, and I don't, know, I don't even know when they're going to have Daniel Jones back. They slip up at all, they could take that spot and win the NFC East. Alex Smith, and this is a big shout out to Alex Smith. A couple years ago, we were saying, will this guy ever play again? That's how bad his leg injury was. Will this guy ever play again? When he was a good quarterback, will he ever be able to go back out there again? Not only was it impressive that he ever did, he got back, you know, he was the third stringer to start the year. Not only that, he's now made all the way back. He is now a good starting quarterback on the NFL level again. And shout out to him. The hard work he had to put in to 
come back and to rehabilitate that leg. And then to come back to football, you know, he's had made enough money probably in his career where he can, he doesn't need to play football anymore. That's a guy who loves the game. He doesn't need to play it. He doesn't. Might even give for his health to play it. But he wants to. He loves the game. He loves to prove people wrong. He loves to perform with the team. That's Alex Smith. And that is pretty damn cool. Final score, Washington 20, Pittsburgh 14. Congratulations to the football team and Ron Rivera. They're having a, they, they are turning it around so far this season there. Steelers, still a force. Still probably should be your favorite to win the Super Bowl. This doesn't change anything. And then the other game tonight, um, Bills and 49ers. The Bills win. Nice win by the Bills. 49ers look like they were on the come up, even with uh, Nick Mullins at QB. They looked like they were on the come up. They could give them some big issues, but they had a pretty nice win. Pulled away, really. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out to Josh Allen. Think about a guy who was really was doubted coming out of college. And yeah, he was projected high in the draft. But people were saying, well, that's just the dumb GM, you know, stereotypical, uh, tall, big arm kind of thing. And I even thought that. But guess what? He has been very good at the NFL level. I could argue, and I'm going to make the argument, and this, this is one thing for you to take right here. I think he's better than Lamar Jackson. I would take him over the next 10 years over Lamar Jackson, mostly because I like his style of play better. Lamar Jackson, I think he's a can be a dynamic quarterback. But defenses, they figure that out. Same thing happened with Kaepernick and the 49ers when they had that dynamic offense. Guess what happened? They figured it out. Defenses have largely figured out the Ravens. That's what I have realized with Lamar Jackson. Still a great athlete. They need to adapt a bit more. And they need to turn him a little bit more into a drop back in the pocket and throw a quarterback. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still have some running plays. You shouldn't use his legs because you should. Because that can really make a, an, a great offense really dynamic. But... It's it's tough for me to really come out here and say that he is the guy we thought he was last year. You know, I think he can be a great QB, but right now, based on what I've seen, consistency and longevity. When we're talking about consistency and longevity, we're talking about Josh Allen. I truly think he is the future of this league. He is a He's a very good quarterback. He is a very good quarterback, and I think he's going to be leading the Bills for a long, long time. Also, it is very strange, the 49ers, because this game took place at State Farm Stadium in Arizona, home of the Arizona Cardinals, not in Santa Clara, which is an hour away from San Francisco, but that's not the point. The point is the fact that they can't even play, you know, that they can't play in their home stadium because of COVID restrictions just seems so ridiculous. I understand. They're trying to stop COVID. You, you know, got to stop the COVID. I'm not saying that you don't have to stop COVID. What I am saying is that you might be going a little too far when you're saying they can't even, you know, uh, 
football players who are probably quarantining themselves pretty well can't be together and, and hold football games. It just seems like you're going over the top there. That's the only thing. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be restrictions and stuff, but it just seems a bit much. A little bit. Going back to Sunday for a second, uh, we'll talk about Green Bay and uh, Philly. Talk about uh, Carson Wentz being taken out and Jalen Hurts being put in. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles ride with Jalen Hurts going forward over Wentz. It just feels like Wentz, Wentz has had one of the weirdest careers, I feel like, of any quarterback in the NFL for the last few years. Because he has a Super Bowl ring, but he doesn't get any credit for that Super Bowl. Nick Foles gets the credit, even though he was about to win MVP uh, beforehand, before he got injured. You know, people forget how amazing he was that year. And then he comes, you know, the next year he comes back, he's... Mediocre, he's injured again. Nick Foles leads him back to the playoffs and leaves leads him to a playoff victory. And then he, he just has never been able to live up to that 2017 uh, hype that he got. And it's a shame. It's sad. Uh, at some point, if you're Philadelphia, when do you move on? In a lot of other positions, a lot of other situations, the coaches will get a lot more blame than they are getting in Philly. And I think they're getting some blame. But the fact of the matter is, this is a Super Bowl-winning coaching staff. You can't say otherwise, because that's the truth. And then on the other hand, you can when it comes to, to, to Wentz, yeah, he was there, but he wasn't the QB in that Super Bowl. You know? It just is a strange situation. Hurts looked, I think he looked okay against uh, the Packers for a second there. I thought they might even come back. Didn't happen. Um, actually, go, going back, I said earlier, I said Pittsburgh 14, Washington 20, Pittsburgh 14. I was Washington 20, Pittsburgh 17. That's on me. But my point is, Hertz needs, Hertz looked good. I don't think that Wentz is going to bring you anywhere going forward. Maybe it is time to bring in Jalen and really see what he can give this football team. Really see what they can give this football team. Because I think it's an okay team, the okay roster they have together. I just think the biggest issue they might have is literally just... Uh, is him. Finally, last note I want to talk about it on the NFL Sunday. Uh, New England blowing out... The Chargers, blowing them out. We'll get into this again with TG's quick picks, but man, wow. That was a ass-kicking amongst ass-kickings. Jeez, I haven't seen a shellacking like that in a while. And it, the they look good. The, the Patriots look good. They look like they could climb back into this playoff race. The biggest problem is is that they are not in a great position in terms of teams in front of them that they are able to leap. You know, they need to have a few things really go their way to jump back up. They're at 6-6 six and six right now. They're right there at the bottom of the playoff push, the real, you know, the in-the-hunt teams in the AFC. They need to just have be spotless coming out. They probably need to get to 10 wins if they really want to make the playoffs. 
That, I mean, that's the truth. And I don't know if they do. I think they can make a run, but it's not easy to go on that kind of uh, that, that kind of winning streak this late in the season. Now, they can. They could. But I, I don't know. But I do think that there's, there's a lot of positives that New England fans can take out of this weekend, the last couple weeks. And I think they're definitely turning a corner, which I think is a testament to Belichick. You know, Cam played okay, but I think the real credit goes to Belichick. It has to. You know, first year without Brady, uh, the real question became, was it the coach or was it the player? And he has played well. He has been coaching his ass off, I feel like, especially the last few weeks, and adapting to this new situation. It's pretty dang good. Moving on to college football. Uh, I, I have one question for us. For the listeners out there, who is the bigger fraud, BYU or Coach O? There's a question. I have that written down in my own little note section over here, and because that's a few like the two things that are being outed as frauds, the you know, this last weekend, or has been talked about as frauds. My answer to that question is simply BYU. It's BYU, Coach O. Very concerning, extremely concerning that you you follow up that incredible season last year. And yeah, you'll lose a lot of talent. But the way they're losing now is just so bad. This is supposed to be a talent factory, a football factory. You pump out the talent every year to stay in these games. And they got demolished by Alabama. Nick Saban is a coach that understands that. It is a football factory. They don't rebuild, they reload and LSU is reloading, is, is rebuilding right now. Not reloading. They are rebuilding big time. And that doesn't reflect great on Coach O, but I'll give him some leniency with how incredible last year was. He deserves some. I wouldn't be surprised if very soon, you if, if next year ends up being a real redemption year, we'll find out very soon. BYU, on the other hand, they were complaining about how they weren't getting anyone. They weren't. They, they they couldn't schedule anybody. They couldn't get these big teams anywhere, any place, any time, whatever. That's what uh, that's what that's what Zach Wilson, their QB, said on his uh, headband recently. And then you find out that Washington's drive scheduled them, and then they said, "Ah, eh, no." And they said, "Oh, we 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 you know we didn't get a guarantee." We wanted a guarantee. They didn't get the guarantee that the Pac-12 wasn't going to schedule another opponent in there. Uh, I mean, they didn't end up playing a game that weekend anyway. You know, uh, BYU didn't. So why not just try? But they didn't want to. That seems... <laughs> that seems really off. Does that make sense? That just seems off. You say that you, you'll face anybody. Any place, any time. But you won't even... Try to lock yourselves into a matchup against what is supposed to be a good team like Washington. And then, of course, you take the game against Colts of Carolina, who I think is good. They're a good team. Shout out, <clears throat> shout out Jamie Caldwell and everyone in Conway, South Carolina. They 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 have put something great together in four years in being an FBS school. So that's impressive. BYU says that. They they you know they finally give in and they go to Coles to Carolina, and they lose. 
How are you taking seriously? They, they like to call themselves a Power Five school. I don't know if they're ever going to be perceived like that as an independent. They went independent and they said, we are a Power Five. That's what we are. We're, we, are we, we are like Notre Dame. We're Notre Dame. We're the Mormon, like the, the Notre Dame is the Catholics. The Mormons, the Mormon Notre Dame is BYU. Not so. It's not so. It's a great football school. You put together some great teams, but this is not the team that we were sold at some points at being as being really dominant. Is that really dominant team we were sold? I think blows uh, Colts of Carolina out of the water, and that's not anything against Colts of Carolina. That's just the truth of trying to proclaim yourselves dominant teams. I know it doesn't help. They had to go to South Carolina and actually pretty full stadium in Conway, but it, it just seems like you can just yell out fraud city after that one. A question that I think is going to be really important coming into next weekend is Ohio State, Michigan. Now, going into this, I had written down that uh, Michigan might try to worm their way out of the game with saying they, they can't do it because of COVID, um, which is still possible. That still could happen. And for all I know, they're telling the truth. There's some, actually some real problems there. Uh, but then Kirk Herbstreit came out and said, like, oh, they're going to try to wheeze their way out of the game. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of a hilarious move to do so, just to stick it to Ohio State and hurt their playoff chances. That'd be pretty funny. But it looks like, from what I can see, they're probably going to play the game. Uh, but even more surprisingly than that, and, and before you ask for any previews or anything like that, we're going to do the previews later in the week, but let me just give you a sneak peek. They're going to get wrecked. Michigan is going to get wrecked. Wrecked. Now, what I read a few minutes ago, which took me aback and made me think, what the hell are they doing in Ann Arbor? I read that they're planning on, they're, they're, they are in talks of giving Jim Harbaugh an extension at a lower salary, but an extension. Why? Why, why, why? Question of the day. I get it. He wants to... There are NFL teams that apparently are interested in him, and they should be, you know, with the the success he did have in the NFL. However, (laughs) come on. Like, it's not working out. It just isn't. You know, they hit that... They aren't recruiting as well as they were when he first came there. They haven't had any real success. They've only come. Uh, it's been a while since they even came close to beating Ohio State. They just get embarrassed when they play Ohio State, and that was supposed to be the point of bringing in Harbaugh. He was going to make. He was going to be their Urban Meyer. He was going to be their guy to bring them back to prominence. Not the case, because he just he has underperformed to such a level that. I really don't understand bringing him back. It's like, oh, well, who else are you going to get? You can try somebody else. I know Michigan fans are ready for somebody else. And yet, here we are. <laughs> they, they might bring him back. So, who knows? They, maybe he's just going to be there forever and ever. They're just giving up on being a, a, great, a great football school again. And, you know, if he proves me wrong and he, he turned things around, you know, I'll, I'll eat crow, but I don't know. I don't see it, at least from this angle. Now let's talk about... Playoffs? Don't talk about 
Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Uh, the CFB playoff, it's going to be a very strange year for deciding because of how scheduling has been different, how some teams have played a lot less games, like Ohio State. What is What are the parameters? Um, it's just a very strange year. It's going to be strange to pick these teams. It's going to be strange to pick, you know, who exactly is worthy. Now, I think Alabama, I think, is an obvious one. As long as they go into the SEC championship game undefeated, I think they're in. I don't think there's a question in my mind that they're in. Even if they lose in the SEC championship game, I think they're in. They're in. Uh, Clemson, I think, needs to win to begin. If they lose to Notre Dame again, this time with Trevor Lawrence, I think they're out. Which I think would be a very good thing if you're an Ohio State fan. You'd really be rooting for that. Um, but I think they're out. And then Notre Dame, I, I, I personally wouldn't put them in the playoff if they lose to Clemson in the ACC championship. But it's sounding like as long as they don't get completely embarrassed, they'll be in, even if they lose that game. Which seems odd. I really take off credit in that win they had because Trevor Lawrence wasn't there. However, the defense is they still face that D that tough defense. So and and his backup played great, but pretty damn good. Uh, he wasn't Trevor, but he played pretty well. So he, I can see where someone's coming from there, but I still would put less weight on it. Like if like if they lose to Trevor, I would be like, okay, that first one was was kind of a washout. They did. I mean, if Trevor had been healthy, they probably wouldn't have won it. See what I mean? Um, and then let's just say, for argument's sake, Clemson wins the championship game, but Notre Dame gets in. So what happens then? Those three are in: Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Then I think it can all depend on that SEC championship game, because if Alabama wins over Florida, Florida ain't going, and then you plug in Texas A&M. But if Florida does win, you pu- you plug in Florida probably at number one, and then you push back Alabama to three or four. And Ohio State fans could be angry and say, wait a second, why aren't we in? Why not put us in? I get that. But I also get that the committee, I, I could see a lot of pettiness coming out of the fact that the Big Ten tried to lead a charge into delaying or canceling the college football season. And then the SEC, ACC, Big 12 proved them completely wrong and played a season and then forced them to put together a season at the last minute. And there could be a punishment coming for the fact that they had to play you know, so late. They, they, they played so much later and they played less games because they wouldn't listen to the SEC or, you know, in those, in those conferences. And because of that, they didn't get the win totals they needed. That's that, that's just the way it kind of is in 2020. So, Ohio State fans, I'm not saying you're done. I'm not saying you're dead. I'm not saying you're it's over for you. But I would not be counting on a playoff trip this year, mostly just because... You started so late, and you got, yeah, you start, you joined the party late, guys. Sorry to break it to you.
Now, before we go on to TG's quick picks and going over uh, what happened with those this week, let's. I, I want to talk about what might be one of my favorite storylines in a while, which is uh, what Logan Paul, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Logan Paul is going to fight uh, Floyd Mayweather. Going to fight Floyd Money Mayweather, as in the undefeated champion, one of the great boxers of all time, that Floyd Mayweather. He's going to fight him in a boxing match. Um, I mean, I'll watch. How long will the fight actually be? I don't know. More than a couple minutes? I doubt it. I doubt it. And I get that Mayweather is not really a... He's not a knockout guy. He's more of a, you know, hug you in the ring, if you know what I mean. And kind of give you those quick jabs to play defense and win on decision. What we unanimous decision or split decision, whatever. Um, that's more his style. But Logan Paul was not a professional boxer, guys. He just isn't. He isn't. And I get this exhibition. But still, I think two minutes max, probably. Two minutes max. And finally... Let's go into it. TG's quick picks from this last weekend. Um, we ended up being three and three. Not great. Not great. Not not good enough. Not good enough. Five hundred. Not good enough. Having said that, we're playing baseball, five hundred. It's an incredible batting average. That is, that is like so much higher than the greatest of all time, all time greats had, five hundred. Man, batting 500, that's pretty good. But seriously, I, I, um, I think I had a couple, two of my picks were just horrendously bad, I feel like, and then two were really good. That's, you know, really taking the self-criticism. The really bad ones were Washington. Let's go over the ones I lost first. Uh, Washington State, plus 11.5 at USC. Hand up. I really thought that USC... Was gonna was gonna play like they did in the first couple games this year, and that Washington State could give them a real fight. Not so. Now, I'm not saying that USC is a great team. It might be more of an indictment on Washington State and the fact that it was played on a Sunday, which has to mess with you a lot. And I feel like there's just a lot of things going on there that kind of threw that game off a little bit. On top of the fact that I think Washington just may not, not, might not be very good and it's the first year under a new coaching staff. So, I mean, that ended badly. Hand up. I'll take that one on the chin. And then uh, Cleveland at Tennessee, under 52.5. That, that, that was over. The over hit by, like, the big beginning of the third quarter. That just, you just felt it coming. And... I was surprised. I got to be honest. Those are two running teams. I thought they were going to run it. It was going to be a little bit more low scoring. Didn't happen that way. Just did not happen that way. Again, what are you going to do? Uh, but And then finally, I also lost um, Nebraska at Purdue under 62.5. But that was a little bit closer. Like, I think it was 64 points altogether scored in that game. So that was a little bit closer. Came a little closer to actually happening. But whatever. But then you talk about the good ones. And, you know, those are the three bad ones. Go with the three the next three, the three ones I actually did win. And that is uh 
and the two really good ones out of those three, New England money line at the Charters, I said I felt like they were getting a rhythm going. They were getting on a roll. And they they were on a roll. They rolled them. 45 to nothing. It was a blowout of blowouts. It was pretty awesome. I was 100% correct on that. Washington plus seven at Pittsburgh. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. I had people telling me, Tommy, uh, Pittsburgh's going to roll them. You know, they're, they're, they're 11 and 0. And I get that. But this is, I mean, the, that, they have been playing so many close games, and Washington's been playing so well lately that I could I saw this being a close game. I think this, the analytics showed it being a close game, and Washington won. So there you go. And then the other win was Texas A&M minus 5.5 at Auburn. I mean, Auburn gave them an okay game there for a while, but Texas A&M got back you know, right back into it, and and uh, they cut it a little bit closer, but near the end. But you know, they they covered. You know, uh, three and three, not great. Um, hopefully, if you if you followed along, the money line pick for New England because they were underdogs in that game helped you out a little bit. But hey, back back into the process. You know, this is the first uh, of this new edition of TG's Quick Picks. So you know, room for improvement, and that's going to be all for. High School Sports with Thomas Gann, TG. Um, I know this is a solo episode tonight. I just want to get this out there, get the ball rolling. Um, hopefully, on we'll record again on Thursday night after Thursday night football, and I'll have a very special guest on. He wasn't able to make it tonight, uh, but we'll get this going, and we'll have a nice episode for you going into... Uh, Friday, where we can give you another round of TD's quick picks. We're going 6-0. I got a feeling. Winners, 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 winners. And it's going to be a little more back and forth. It, you know, if you have any suggestions on how to make this show better, just uh, come with us. You know, uh, come, you know, talk to us on our social media pages at uh, Ice Cold Sports S P R T. S, Ice Cold S-P-R-T-S, and that's on Twitter and Instagram, or my personal accounts, at Thomas S. Gann, G-A-H-A-N, on Twitter, and then at Thomas Gann 9 on Instagram. There's also a TG Quick Picks Instagram page you can follow as well, if you want to just keep closer track with TG's Quick Picks, at TG's Quick Picks on Instagram. Uh, give us some, some suggestions there, DMs, all that kind of stuff. We'll set up like one of those Google Voice uh, lines soon where you can just call in. We can do voicemails if we want to. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. But give me your suggestions. I really want to make this a cool show where I can just lay it all out there, and I'll give you the goods, and just um, get it rolling and get, a, get something nice going here. So, until next time, I'm Thomas Gann, and this has been Ice Cold Sports. All right, live update. Um, Michigan-Ohio State has actually been officially been canceled because apparently Michigan will be without 45 players apparently on Saturday, which, man, that's, I mean, losing that game is kind of huge 
Although it seems a little odd that it felt like uh, like a while ago we were talking about this, talking about the possibility of this happening. It felt like with the amount of time between when we started talking about it like a week ago uh, and when the game actually happened, you'd think that they'd um, be able to get those players back by that point. But I, I don't know. But the point is it's canceled. It's done. Also, um, it's official. The Eagles are starting Carson. They're starting Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz next Sunday. We had talked about it. I, I like the idea. I think it's a good idea. Um, so yeah, Ohio State, Michigan canceled, done. You know, it's been twenty twenty, as you could probably say, and Jalen Hurts is going to get his chance to start for the Eagles on Sunday. <laughs>